Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Seven o'clock here on a beautiful, sunny Saturday. We welcome you to Tee to Green. We're live and on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Brian Cozio along with Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. We're live at Glen Oak Golf Club here in Amherst and uh, overlooking the ninth green as uh, we're set to go here for the next hour, uh, giving you the best local spot for talk here uh, in Western New York. Everything you need to know about making your golf game better, our opinions on the pro tours, lots of good extra nuggets here along the way. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Brian. You're, you're upbeat and, and bright Sabres with a win last night. And ever since my rant here on TD Green on the Sabres. That's right. It definitely have, correlates. Right? It no correlates. coincidence. They have, they've played with uh, better. They've won some games. They've had some jump. So, I mean, if Kevin Sylvester gets on you, that is motivation right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You go to work extra hard then. Watch out, kids. I'm coming home after the show. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's been a little vigor and some uh, excitement with the team. A nice win uh, yesterday. And uh, they'll be back at it tomorrow. UPL. Baby. Against the Rangers. That's right. UPL. UPL. Absolutely. Okay. Good for him, by the way. Seriously. Good right. for him. Like, uh, you know, a lot of talk about, just real quick, you know, they need a goalie. Um, and this guy, you know, has been promising as a prospect. I still call him a prospect, but to get his win in his debut and to see uh, the team rally behind him, good stuff. Speaking of Sabres talk, I got a clip for us a little bit later on the show from Casey Middlestad. He joined Howard and Jeremy and talked about his golf game. He, he was a little braggadocious, I thought. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. So, uh, it's not not bad scores. so it's going to be, okay. it's interesting. By they, the way, posting season is open. Yes. Uh, here in Western Europe. Speaking of that, that's yes. what he talks about is his handicap. Yeah. Middle stat. So we'll have that clip a little okay. bit later on here. Look forward but, to it. That's right. That's coming up. I mean, all the Sabres should have good handicaps. <laughs> good point. <Yeah. laughs> right? They should Insert be Insert the joke, yes. <laughs> oh, they have the most time to practice of any team. Ah, right. Sorry. We know. Now, that, you, you put the ball on it. It's too easy. Right. That's right. Okay, coming up here from Glen Oak, uh, we are going to be joined by owner and PGA Pro Tim Freeze momentarily. 
Uh, also, some other uh, news and notes, including our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week on Iron Play. Uh, Anthony Shiro, uh, the PGA Pro here, also going to join us. We'll get his thoughts on Iron Play. Uh, also this week, uh, the PGA Tour making news that they're going to be paying golfers based upon their brand and their endorsement, I guess, uh, power. So we'll have that here. Uh, another uh, pro weighs in on whether or not arm lock putting should be banned. Uh, Phil Mickelson, also a not surprising story about Phil, what he did with a group on a golf course while he was filming a commercial. Uh, and also Tiger with an update yesterday on his injury. So uh, we'll have all that and more and our thoughts on team golf. This week, the Zurich Classic going on, a, a two-man team event. Uh, so we'll have our PGA Tour leaderboard, Western York PGA Tip of the Week, Ryder Cup Report, Champions Tour Report, all coming up here from Glen Oak. And we have an announcement later on the show. That That's right. I'm, I'm excited about okay. it. All that and more. Let's say good morning to a PGA Pro and owner here at Glen Oak, and that is Tim Freeze. Tim, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, super, thanks. I, I'm wondering when you got here, Brian, because last night it got pretty late. For the Sabres game, and then you just kind of moseyed on over here. I just drove dark. right from the arena over here and slept in the parking lot. Looks fresh, though, doesn't he? he I mean, he looks sharp here. Yeah. He's, he's radio, a professional. But. He's a professional. Yeah. Well, it, it does help when, like, you're driving here and it's not snowing. It's beautiful. It, it feels yeah. like a golf day, Tim, doesn't it? it the other day, it was uh, that, that snow looks like it. Um, the golf course was kind of neat because the short grass shows all the snow. Yeah. And it was, we had one guy come out. He wanted to play. We couldn't There's play. always one, isn't there? Yeah, there's always one. Yeah, I think playing in the snow would have been it's rough. It's usually Kevin. That's the That's, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did play Tuesday evening. We had a par three league at Lancaster Country Club, and I did play in the same parka that I'm wearing, which I, I couldn't. You know, I, Looks a little restrictive. No, it's actually. I mean, free. I mean, come on, free flowing here. Would I? Would I wear restrictive gear? No. So gave that up years ago. Yeah, yeah. went straight sweatpants. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, right? <laughs> Pandemic jeans? No, of course. Well, the last time we were here, Tim, it was uh, our first show back in the first week of March, and uh, we were inside talking about the simulators, and that was exciting. Now we're outside and we're ready to go with real golf. We've had a few weeks of somewhat decent golf weather here, and this next week looks phenomenal. So how is? How was the early golf season treated you here? The, uh, it's this pandemic hangover. People still want to be outside, still want to be safe. Golf still works all around the country, right, Meat? It's just, uh, it's still working. Taking walks, uh, our cart rate is a little bit down. People are still just taking a walk. So we've had some nice weather, had lots of rounds in April. It's still a little gooey. It's a little wet out there, but the ground temperatures are uh, maybe in the low 50s, and uh, the germination starting to happen on greens. Many, many have aerified, like we did a couple weeks ago, but it's coming back, and it looks like the weather coming up here with 70s feels good to play. Yeah, grass will be growing this week. It should start firming up. Yeah, it'll, it'll feel like a good spring this week. I'm looking forward to getting out on the course and swatting it and watch the ball bounce instead of just thunk. I think I saw, Jeff, your name on a tournament coming up here. You might be playing it. I am. Yep, back in the game. Back in the game, dude. Look out. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Not since Tiger. What, what did the snow do uh, to, to the golf course? I mean, was it just like a heavy rain? Like, you know, what did it do? It's just like if you don't water your plants, they don't do so well. So mm -hmm. snow is just water. No yeah. big deal. The ground temperature just got delayed a little bit. You want that in the low 50s really for, for some growth. But everybody's been cutting. You may have cut your lawn for the first time. It's just starting to pop. And yeah. once it pops, the thrush comes, so the rough will be first. That's why it's so difficult to play in the springtime. With roughs, you just can't stay ahead of it with two mowers, let's say. Sure. But it really didn't affect it much. It, was, it, it melted pretty much overnight and then into yeah. the next day. I mean, so. it looks great. The course looks great from here. I mean, just the, the, the green pop. Uh, of the it looks like it looks like overseeded Augusta right now. 
It's the, the same but different is the phrase. But <laughs> yes, it's uh, right. It, what he does in the fall and yeah. apply some things in the fall, then it, it tends to pop here in the spring. So that's people ask me all the time, like, well, why why does why does uh, TBC sawgrass in, the, in in Augusta look so green? Uh, like, well, they overseed it with rye, and that rye grass when it pops, it pops green. It's like for three weeks, a month, right? They I mean they do it about a month. Uh, maybe maybe it's a little longer than a month out, but. That pop doesn't last. It's not like that all all the time. They do it for those events. Augusta is one of the few, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah, that yeah. they turn a switch and it turns the heaters on yeah, and yeah. the dogwoods and azaleas pop. Yeah, 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 they can do whatever they want. But we had a good start this spring, so I think we're in a drier position than we would have been in other springs at this point. Sure, because we did have that good start. All we got was some snow, and that's not gonna not gonna cause too much problem. There wasn't that much moisture in that snow. Yeah, and you didn't have those rain events that yeah. kind of wash you out at different courses around the area yeah. that struggle a little bit in the springtime. So it was that half an inch and then a quarter of an inch, and so it really worked out well. Yeah. Tim uh, Tim Freeze, the owner and PGA Pro here at Glen Oak Golf Club, uh, as he joins us live here on TD Green. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Corey Griswold producing back in our Amherst studios. Uh, we appreciate you waking up here on a Saturday morning with us. Join us every Saturday from 7 to 8. Um, Tim, when we were with you here a month and a half ago, you'd mentioned some of the changes to the golf course, uh, some of the trees maybe that you had cut down, some of the different looks from tee boxes. Uh, how, have, how is that progress going, and, and I guess what are some of – you know, not that golfers would ever give you your opinion on something, but uh, they, what have been the reviews coming back in from the few that have? <laughs> yeah, with technology and, and, and carts, you can kind of tell how long a round is played. So we want to do, you know, get that, uh, uh, that round play down for, for the customers and how you do that. You open up the golf course a little bit. And this is a big Robert Trent Jones golf course. So just like Craig Byrne, it's got some big wide corridors. We It was overgrown there for a little bit, just like weeds in a garden, take them out. The ash population, unfortunately, just decimated many of the places around here. If anybody drives on the 990, it's just a decimated uh, ash population. Mm. So all we're doing is kind of cleaning up a little bit. But what it is doing, too, is it's bringing back Trent Jones's thought of hero holes, uh, risk-reward holes, 18 being one of them, that we just, just opened it up. And it was about another 200 trees that we had to take down, unfortunately, diseased uh, some certain species that are not native to this area and planting better trees, kind of a call it an arbor management mm -hmm. uh, program in a sense. But we just opened up corridors, so our 11th hole is, is now opened up. Cool risk-reward, challenge the uh, hazards, and there's 18 holes with a red stake on them out here and 16 with a white stake. So there are these challenges, corners and going over water, going for things in two. And as Jeff knows here, it's very playable. But we did install um, kind of it's called the Longleaf T system. And what that does, we stood on each of the, the eight T's we're establishing. And, and you know, where's the corridor? Where's the ball going to land? So if for a tour player, you want that bunker on a corner maybe 260 to 280, so we can either challenge it or go around it. And so we established some tees um, that make the bunkers back in play with the modern game. Yeah, explain the long leaf a little bit more. Um, I don't think people understand what, you, what you're trying to do with the, that tee system. So basically, you hit a drive, um, if you hit a drive 150 yards, we're getting rid of any kind of um, gender-specific or colors here at Glen Oak. We do a number system. So you go on our driving range, and you hit it to the number four post that's on the driving range, and that's pretty much going to say, why don't you go play the four, the fourth set of tees out on the golf course? So it'll make it more enjoyable, and you should be able to have, most people should have an, an iron into a green and maybe putt at a birdie, but that's um, distance appropriate, so we've eliminated all that gender or senior or women or children, and there isn't those. It's just, hey, I'm going to play the number one tees, which is the farthest back. Oh, I played the number seven tees the other night with my kids, and boy, what a great time. I actually putted at some birdies. It's the next step beyond tee it forward. Basically, it's That's taking it. it forward to another level. 
Yeah, and we're hoping that most, well, courses around the country and around the world are going to probably go to this again because it just makes it just makes sense. And uh, so we've got these sets of tees. There's seven out there now, and we are establishing a wayback tee. And we're hoping to have some cool events here in the future. We are hosting the the individual championship of the Buffalo District this year. Um, we are hosting a Western RPGA event. We're hosting some qualifiers here for the state open and the amateur championship. So we want to put them back and challenge the best players around Western New York. That's a, it's a great idea. Um, you know, the uh, golfer, forget your ego when you, when you go, when you're going to select your tee system, right? It's supposed to be fun, right? And this will make it fun. As you said, if you, if you got some chances for birdie, um, that, that makes it fun or a uh, lip, whatever you're, you're making more pars. Um, you know, it, it keeps them coming back to success, right? <laughs> and, and, and as you said, you, you played Lancaster with, yeah, they got a par three. You got a little par three deal. Yes. So when you play up, and we do yeah. our leagues here, and they're played from more, we're going to call it our four and five tees, which would equate to, if you use the lingo, the white or the yellow tee in the past. Um, and so we get to play up, and most people, they shoot lower scores, but it's appropriately rated. We have the state out here, and we rated those to to be appropriate. You can play our most forward tee, and maybe the par is 58. This, I won't mention names because he might get mad. So last year there's a, there's a member – the club of younger members like I could shoot par from the red tees, right? Just you know, talking about distance, and someone said, "Well, would you care to wager on that?" And like, sure. So it it became an event, <laughs> tracking him, uh, you know, following and see if he could do it from the red tees, and uh, he came up a few short. Uh, but it was it was you know kind of a cool thing thinking, oh, it's easy from the red. No, you still got to get the ball in the hole. It's it's a right. concept too. Uh, everybody thinks they can beat a, a female tour player because they're playing from shorter right. tees. They, yeah, you are so wrong. But if you yeah. play, but but you know, my point was, I said I, I thought it'd be really difficult, and he's a, he's a good player. I said that'd be really difficult because he doesn't normally play it from these tees, so it's going to feel like a different golf course. You know, either he'll know the greens, but you know, if you normally are hitting. Uh, driver seven iron on a hole. Well, you know, you might be hitting driver flip wedge, and that might be just be a little. Might not be your strength because you're not doing it as often. We have found that the closer a player gets to a green, sometimes the worse they might get. So not necessarily yeah. you're going to shoot lower scores because you've moved up, but it will play faster. It will move along better, and if everybody behind you is having a good time, then everybody's having a good time. Yeah. So you're only as fast as your slowest player or group on a golf That's, course. So if everybody moves up a tee this year, um, I challenge everybody, just move up a tee yeah. with your group and see if you have some more fun. That 60-yard right? uh, wedge shot That yeah. sixty yard wedge shot is different than the 100-yard wedge shot, 120-yard shot with a, 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 you know. It's still an wedge. advantage to play shorter courses, though. It's still, well, you're, you're still going to shoot lower As long scores. as you know how to hit the shot. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people struggle with that little yeah. half wedge. All they need to do is see their PGA professional. They'll square that away in a minute. Speaking of that, Let's uh, get a little plug-in here for uh, one of our TD Green Academy episodes that recently we just recorded. Uh, Jeff Metis with Tim Freeze on Iron Play. I'm going to tweet it out here during our first commercial break in case you didn't get a chance to, to watch that episode. Um, Tim and uh, Jeff, how about just, obviously they can watch the whole episode, but how about just a quick thought on Iron Play here and what you guys talked about? Talked about a lot, yeah. You did, uh, yeah. We talked for 20 minutes or so, at least, about um, you know the nuances of being a good iron player. You know, talked to Tim about it. You know, I played with Tim when he's hit 18 greens in regulation more than once. I'm pretty sure. So that's pretty hard to do. So I thought it was good to pick his brain on it. Yeah, I played the forward teaser. <laughs> no, but it, the irons. Most yeah. people are completely underestimate how important an iron is, as far as and the tour keeps track of a cool stat. It's called proximity to the hole. You know, after their shot. And some of those players out there that are hitting it closer um, to the to the hole 
shoot lower scores. That's everybody knows that. So if you do a few things with your irons, uh, Jeff and I talked about that, and uh, moving the ball back a little bit, getting a little more weight on the left or forward foot, uh, yeah. lefty or righty, and just hitting down, making a divot, an appropriate divot, that's a big deal. What's the biggest mistake you see people do with irons? I call it the flick and float, where they kind of try to flick the ball off the turf where their handle of their club is behind the ball. It's almost like they try to scoop it, help it in the air, as opposed to good players, the handle's forward, they're driving, they're compressing the ball into the turf almost, and the bottom of their arc is in front of the golf ball instead of behind the golf ball. Yeah, you definitely want to have the shaft leaning forward, um, that shaft pointing at your front pocket. So if someone got to take a picture, have someone take a video with your, with your iPhone, let's say, and just at the moment of impact, that's the most important picture I can see from any kind of lesson. We used to do all those videos in the past. We still do those videos, but launch monitors can pick up a lot of that. As, as far as, uh, you know, you want to hit down, a, we'll say, three to five degrees on a downward angle for an iron shot, and that increases spin, and spin is control. So most people hit up, like Jeff said, kind of they kind of flick at it, they hang back. That's generally not good. Any, you want to hit the small ball before the big ball, we say. So if you're hanging back and hitting the earth first without the ball, then it's, it's just a tough way to hit an iron. And the other quick thing to look for is that all your weight's on your forward post or your forward leg, and you're open. Your hips are open. I see a lot of people with their hips still facing the golf ball. Think of swinging a baseball bat. If you swung a baseball bat and your hips faced the plate when you were done, where's that ball going? So, yep. And, and uh, talk about stance real quick, like especially on chips, right? Like the closer you are to the green, like you never watch golf this weekend. You, you will not see professionals with their regular stance, right? Feet wider apart. No, no, no. They, their feet are close together on those shorter shots. They're closer together, and they're actually moving closer. So as that club gets a little shorter, move closer. I see too many players are standing way too far away from the ball. Their swing is very flat, and that ball's just not going to get in the air. You know what they have to do? Like Jeff said, they flick it because they can't get in the air from how they stand. So setup is super important. We check their grip. We check where their weight is. We move them closer to the ball, move the ball back a little bit, and they can have a descending blow and hit a shot. Awesome. Tim Freeze, the owner and PGA Pro here at Glen Oak. Tim, thanks for having us as always. We're going to tweet out the link of uh, your and Jeff, uh, more in-depth look at uh, good iron play here. Uh, check it out on Twitter at BrianWGR here coming up during the commercial break. Thanks again, Tim. We'll be back here, uh, I don't know, a month or so for another one. Awesome. Thanks again for having you guys. The sun's coming up, and we've got carts pulled out, and we're ready to go for another weekend we'll day. Tim on TV this year, by the way. I know, on the TD Green right. special. TD Green T TV special coming up Looking on May 8th and Channel 2. Listen, Thanks. Tim might want to start moisturizing. That's right. Yeah. Tim uh, is all about making, uh, well, I don't want to speak on your half, but you're all about making golf an experience, right? Not just actually hitting the ball. There's a lot more to what makes an enjoyable day here. And I know you're trying to do that every day here at Glen Oak. Every day you play some team stuff. You guys are going to talk about that, fun watching on TV. It's a social game. We, everybody likes to throw a few bets out there, have some fun in a team event. It's really cool. We're exploring Ryder Cup stuff out here and points and putting teams together. That's a cool thing. Golf awesome. is social. Cool. Thanks again, Tim. Thanks, guys. Okay, quick time out here from Glen Oak. When we come back, we'll get our official Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. More on iron play with, uh, with Anthony Shiro. Uh, also, uh, we're going to have a, a short interview with Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges on club fitting, the importance of that. And uh, update on Tiger Mickelson filming on the course, how that all played out, and uh, more thoughts on the arm lock putting that uh, has been a controversial topic. We need three hours today. I know. Lots of, lots of things we've got to jam in, so... Get your thoughts organized. Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. More T to Green from Glen Oak coming up right after this on WGR.
You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Listen up, golfers. It's time for our tip of the week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. And we're back on TD Green live from Glen Oak Golf Club in Amherst. And I want to thank our friends from Scroy Financial for their support of TD Green, the local family-owned financial planning firm, been helping Western New Yorkers achieve their financial goals since 1971. Listen, how about a complimentary one-hour consultation about your finances, your future finances, college, retirement, you name it, they'll help you out. Their offices in West Seneca, 716-674-6700. Website, scroyfinancial.com, S-G-R-O-I, financial.com. All right, there's Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colziel, PGA Pro Jeff Metis with me here as well as we are at Glen Oak Golf Club. Thanks to owner and PGA Pro Tim Freeze for joining us. You did hear the, uh, the liner there that it is time for our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, and we're going to bring on PGA Pro Anthony Shiro here from Glen Oak to uh, give us some more thoughts on iron play. But good morning, Anthony. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yep, appreciate it. A, uh, a beautiful day here. I'm sure you'll have a, a lot of good golf going on this, this, uh, this morning and this afternoon. Yeah, we, I think we got about 200 golfers signed up today. Um, I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, and they're all crazy. Yeah. yeah every golfer is crazy. Yesterday was, what, high 40s, low 50s, and 20-mile-an-hour winds. We had 80-something signed up by the end of the day we had 140 golfers that's, that's great though. that's good yeah awesome. that is great it is as, as as a friend of mine who's on the show says it's an outdoor sport that's right yeah if you yeah. wait for a good day you don't play all yeah. the time and as yeah. I, I tell my wife she's like it's rainy i said you know what i have rain gear they make it i own it like that you yeah. do yeah. so yeah you gotta be you have gear kevin i didn't know that yeah, i do yeah <laughs> i have a problem actually. your closet I've, it's I've, full I, talk I, to scroy yeah. I, I promise to stay out of pro shops this year as a new year's resolution i've already failed miserably <laughs> That's all right. miserably so how has the first uh month or so of the of the golf season been going on here and obviously you know we we talked with tim about course improvements it's an ongoing process here right yeah it's um it's you know, having an owner like Tim Freeze, he's always looking to, you know, put money back in, make the place better. Um, the customer feedback from everyone's very positive. Um, obviously, I love working here. Um, all of our customers, they're, they're leaving happy, and it, it's just it's just a great place to be at. Have you got out to play? I played a couple nine holes here and there. Tim's we're, not listening. Go we're, ahead. We're, you can <laughs> say more. We're partnering <laughs> up, and I'm kind of expecting the best from you in this next event, so uh, I'd like you to get out a little bit more. Perfect segue here. Partnering, because that's what this week's PGA Tour event is. Um, actually, you know what? Let's, we, we teased the iron play and the, yeah. and the tip. Let's do that first. Then we'll yeah. talk about the team play here right. in a second. Um, how about your thoughts, Anthony? What are some keys on hitting good irons? Because... Probably on the range, everybody is sitting there hitting their driver, wanting to smack it as far as they can. Then they go over the putting green. But are they really practicing their irons? What are some keys that you think are to hitting a good iron shot? You know, I'll actually go with the, the approach of hitting the iron, not actually like mechanics of the swing. Um, get the front of the green distance. Know your distances. If you get the front of the green distance, you aim for the middle of the green. Be humble and just be disciplined. Just aim for the middle of the green. Don't attack those, those tricky pins. That's when you're off to the side of the green trying to chip, and all of a sudden you come out with a double bogey. My best score here ever was the time where there was no pins at all, 
I remember we played. It was I remember you telling early me pandemic last year. Yeah. The pins were out yeah. because of pandemic. We weren't. Right. We were the rules. Remember right away yeah. out of the pandemic, we didn't even have pins, and you said they're all in the middle. So just I aim told, for the middle. I just aim for the, the middle. Didn't count. Right. <laughs> because yeah, because you said there were no pins, it didn't count. Yeah, well, but what I'm saying is here, but, I think it counts. but when there's no pin and you just have that mentality of well, I don't even know where it is. I think it was just it wasn't necessarily that they were all in the middle. It's just that there wasn't pins because of the early pandemic rules. We didn't, you know, a year ago. Who knows? It was crazy. But Did because you, you didn't know where the hole was, you just aimed for the middle, and I ended up scoring really well because yeah. of that. So I think that's great advice. You, you, you got to hit the ball well to score well, to yeah. count or not. Um, I, I want to ask him a question on this, and this is for since you're going to be partnering up this about you know th this week Zerk Classic is a partner event. Yeah, you said just go for the greens. But what if you're playing with a partner? When when do you be aggressive? Do you select which partner is going to play aggressive? Just kind of talk about the mentality of all right, we're playing a uh, a four ball. Like, why can't we just call it best ball? Um, yeah. You know, we keep all square back in golf, too. They took that out. It's got to be even. Tied right? thing Tied. is stupid, yeah. 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 But anyways, what is the mentality? Both Anthony, you go first, then Jeff. I, I just say go as low as you can. You know, hit those aggressive shots because birdies are what's going to win you the tournament. Um, when me and Jeff are partnering up uh, in, in this upcoming tournament here, he knows I'm the long ball hitter. He's the putter in the group. But... Uh, no, no, I mean, we just got to make some birdies, so we'll probably just, just swing aggressively. Yeah, scared, you're trying right? to win. I guess, you know, you, when we're in a tournament, we're trying right. to win, and yeah. you gotta, you got to shoot a good score to win. So being conservative, you know, you weren't, you're out there watching the tour players, man. They're, they're attacking pins all the time. And, you know, I'm pretty confident if I miss a green, I can get up and down. So I don't, I don't have the negative thoughts. I guess I'm just sitting there trying to focus on what kind of shot I'm hitting and just try to hit the best shot I can. But that, but so, but that's when you're you're playing a scoring event Correct. as partners. Hey, if you're going to show up, play but to win. But I, I also well, we don't want to. I let him go first, so yeah. if he messes up, which you know, right? Very, you know, you know. What I'm but saying? we don't we don't want to give them the conflicting message. Like Anthony right. just said, aim for the middle of the greens, and then yeah, we oh, just said, oh, well, attack pins. But he's Parker talking event about, versus your yeah, own he's ball. Yeah, he's talking about individual Correct. ball. But if right. you're a partner event and you're playing to win you have to play boldly as uh, the late great arnold palmer would say right. but when it's uh, match play like because oh that's know, that's a different that's deal, a different then. deal right yes. like because i i approach match play where more conservatively like i'm, I'm going to make you beat me i'm not going to beat myself right you're playing against an opponent in match play where we're playing against the golf course in stroke play i guess that's the way you'd look at it and the idea is to win it's not for us to i mean so we're if we're going right. to win an event we have to play very good to win because sure. we're playing against very good players right um in match play it's a you're it's you're right it's you're going to aim for the center if the guy's in trouble you're gonna maybe you don't hit driver you know there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of variables that go into match play for sure. Uh, speaking of that, the team play, it's time for a check of our PGA Tour leaderboard here. Brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different. And also by Puma Golf Shoes. So the Zurich Classic, if you haven't watched any of it already, it is a two-man team event. And the first and third rounds are best ball. And then round Which two is best and, score of your group. Correct. We everybody play plays their own ball. Everybody plays their own ball. Our best score better counts. Ball. Yep. Yeah. And then rounds two and four are alternate shot. Which again, also known as screw your partner, which is definitely a tougher <laughs> format, and the scores reflect that. So the leaders, uh, Cameron Champ, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Chris Ventura, they're tied for the lead at 13 under. But look at their scores. Day one, best ball, they shot 63-62. Yesterday, alternate shot 68-69. Not that those scores are anything to no, uh, to balk at, scores but you can shot. see they they all have gone up. Second place, Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler and Stenson and Rose. 
Uh, some good groups in this, by the way. They're two shots back each. Again, same thing. 65-64 on day one, and then 68-69. Great scores regardless, but you can see how the best ball versus the alternate shot format changes here. Um, what's your favorite, Anthony, format to play for team or if you're in a tournament ever? If you're with a partner or in a group, what's your favorite format to play? I mean, everyone loves a good scramble. Just, I mean, you're never really taking a bad shot, um, especially in our, in our pro pro tournaments or our, our pro am tournaments that are, that are scrambled. We're, we're never taking a bad shot. Now, last year, uh, I played in a worst ball scramble for nine holes. There, you're taking bad shots. I mean, it's it's it was deemed the ball furthest from the hole. And let me tell you, it was a people made double bogeys in it. Because you'd always take the worst shot. So you'd both – so let's say – You had both, to take the worst shot. Yeah, yeah, so let's say, Brian, you and I tee off. We're playing a worst ball scramble. We're partners, and uh, I pipe it down the fairly, like always. You hit it really far, but you're in a bunker closer to the green. But we got to take mine, even though it's further away than the bunker shot, which some might say it's the worst, uh, worst right. shot, but we take the fairway shot. But let's say we both hit it on the green. You put it to five feet. I'm 25 feet. We got to take the 25-footer, not Who the five-footer. thought that was a good idea? <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? I hit a good shot. It, yeah. it, it, was, it, it was nine holes of uh, best ball, then nine holes of worst ball scramble. So it was a combined score, and it was amazing. When you flipped the switch, the back nine was the worst ball scramble. And we were like, ah, oh, how bad is this going to be? Then I was like, wow, this is tough. It was different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do it once a year. Uh, it was different. It was uh, challenging. And you got to laugh at each other a lot. My, my favorite is the two-man scramble because you're more invested. In a four-man scramble, sometimes, especially if you're not all of the same ability, sometimes you, you find maybe one or two get lost sometimes, like – Especially if one is not as long off the tee, you almost never use their drive. I know there's those formats where you have to use everybody. I just this way it's not forced. Everybody feels when it's two men, you're you're invested. Like and there's a little more pressure, there's a little more accountability. Also, the most important thing about it that I really enjoy is that it cuts down on cheating because as you know in these tournaments, People everybody cheats. Cheat. Everybody cheats and scrambles. <laughs> but if you're playing alongside another two man team in the group of four, you at least have another two sets of eyes. So I like that. I feel like not only do you feel more invested individually, but the score at the end, there's, l uh, there's less cheating than a lot of cheating in that event. Right, right. <laughs> I, I want to go back to Kevin real quick here. Yeah, yeah. That worst ball tournament that he played. Yeah. What if someone got a hole-in-one? Doesn't count. Wow. Yeah. That'd be a tough break. Right? It'd be a tough break. It's a terrible I idea. I will tell you, there, there were <laughs> one time I, I put it in a bunker – and I told my partner, I said, that's a tough bunker shot. Short side, I go, just chip it down the fairway 50 yards so we'll play again from the fairway. Like, there was some strategy involved. Sure, like, yeah. yeah, I said, this is a tough shot from the yank. We were playing over the bunker. I'm in the bunker. I'm like, just chip it out to the fairway. We got a better chance. We made bogey instead of double bogey. <laughs> this is what happens when golfers oh have goodness. too many beers and they come up with these ideas. <laughs> that may have been the origination of this, Jeff. We all Ubered <laughs> after, though. We Ubered. Anthony, I know you guys had a lot of success with the simulators. Are those still going on for days that maybe it's not golf weather outside? Yeah. Uh, what, last two days ago, we had eight bookings when it was snowing outside. So it, they're still open. They're still able to be booked. Uh, we'll have them up here for at least the next couple of weeks. Excellent. Um, and those can be made right at the website, too. You can make those. Yep. Okay, excellent. Yep. Glenoakgolfcourse.com. Yep. By the uh, way, it's just cool glenoak.com. Oh, yeah. just glenoak.com. Yep. Thank you. And what people have been doing actually is they've been just running an hour. I've seen a lot of just one 
one golfer running the, the whole hour sure. and just getting their numbers. Yeah. Because the access yeah. to that technology, um, sure. having the ability to, to get your numbers on the simulator, a lot of people are doing it. That's a, that's a great idea. I was going to mention the golf carts here. They have Bluetooth speakers, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely one of the big selling points uh, to our golf carts here. Our club car, uh, our club car rep, they, they hooked us up good. Uh, we got the GPS screens. You can Bluetooth your phone to the GPS, play your favorite music, and it's awesome. The speakers, they kind of aim towards the cart. Yeah. So you're standing just outside the cart. You don't even hear a thing, but when you're inside the cart, I think it's, I, I am pro music. I was having this discussion with uh, somebody yesterday. Actually, our, our friends from Michelob Ultra, I had yes. coffee with them, and uh, they're asking me what my thoughts are on music. And I'm like, I, th I think it's great. I, you know, I, I enjoy it out there. This hey, week if, you're the playing, if you're playing your club championship, no. This week at the Zurich but, Classic, they have walk-up music for the, for the teams. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. You already know what your song would be, Jeff? Uh, it would change based on my, <laughs> based on my mood that the, day. The song that's drawing the most attention this week is Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. They selected the mullet song based upon Cam Smith's hair. I like it's it. appropriate. I've yeah. seen that up close in person. He has quite the, uh, quite the mullet going on. Yeah, like Jadon Blake mullet. Remember yeah, well, Jadon Blake? Got, he's got the little stash going on with it, too. The pube stash and the <laughs> mullet? That's a nice combo. <laughs> you want your daughter to date that guy. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Anthony, save us from this segment here. Oh, that was good. That, that Jeff looked like that in high school. I saw <laughs> good recovery. All right. Um, even beyond golf, Anthony, there's some other opportunities here. If you have an event, uh, whether it be a golf tournament or even something, uh, the brand new patio here, uh, if you want to, we can finish up with some information about that. How can people get some more information on that? So uh, if, if you go to glenoak.com, you can see some pictures. Uh, we just got this brand new, gorgeous uh, tent on our patio. Um, We're under it now. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's awesome. It's going to draw a lot of events. Obviously, the the pandemic affected a lot of people not being able to to book their events over the last uh, you know X amount of months. So we're uh, we're we're busy. We're getting a lot of inquiries, and it's uh, it'll it'll be a good year. This thing should uh, see some business for sure. Awesome, Anthony Shiro, the PGA Pro here at Glen Oak. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks, guys, and uh, well, I guess everyone stay tuned to me and Jeff and our yeah. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. we'll be, we'll we'll be we'll publicizing that score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go shop by when shop. is when is that tournament? It's a couple weeks. It's just a two man scramble. It's a fun event. Okay. Are you guys going to? We'll obviously have a report or, on our show that we week. Practice. We're professionals. We'll All be right. prepared. Yeah. I think I think we should come in and announce that thing. Just just their golf. You know, we'll you would make it exciting, Kev. I've seen. I've heard your work. Yes. Thank you. That's right. Thanks, Anthony. Oh, another lip out by Metis. Anthony Shiro here from Glen Oak. Okay. Still got a lot to get to here. Don't go anywhere. Uh, but before we go to break here, I got a chance to catch up with Pat Phillips, the PGA Pro at Woods to Wedges. Uh, we've talked quite a bit about the importance of club fitting. So uh, just some more information there and some of the latest trends that he's seeing for equipment here for 2021. So as we go to break, here's a few minutes, my conversation with Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges. I'm here with PGA Pro Pat Phillips from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Woods to Wedges, one of our presenting sponsors here on TD Green. So as always, we appreciate their support of the show. And uh, Pat, kind enough to uh, take a few minutes out of his busy schedule to join us here today. And uh, Pat, it's been a busy year for everyone in the golf industry. Uh, last year with COVID, golf was one of the areas that people were able to participate in. And it seems like it's carrying right over here into 2021. I know you guys are... Uh, jamming over there which is a great thing to have yeah yeah uh, thanks for having me on it's always good to talk with you guys 
um, yeah, the, uh, uh, the the industry is just going crazy. You know, I think last year, I think there was like 57 million more rounds of golf played. There was a ton of people getting back into the game that were lapsed. There's a ton of people getting back in the game never played before. They had a lesson yesterday. There's two guys never even touched a golf club before. So it's been super busy, and uh, it's great for golf, but it, it also kind of you know gives a, it's a, into a, some more challenging things as far as getting people equipment and getting people in and, and, uh, and service them for lessons and fittings. So for, for those, Pat, that maybe don't know the benefit of being – properly fit for the club i know you could you could go into a whole bunch of different specs as to why and uh and it varies depending upon even what club you're using but just you could maybe in a general answer like what's the best reason to be fit for your clubs that you're going to play yeah the, the best reason is because you, you never know what's going to be best for, for yourself i mean you, you read about golf digest the hot list all the time right so everybody Thinks you know uh, this. I read about this club. This club seems like it would be good for me. Um, but as we go through it and you and you compare one club after another, and we're not brand biased. We'll you know, we'll let you hit Mizuno, Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist. You know you hit all these clubs side by side, and usually there's there's a pretty clear winner. You know uh, after you're done with this. So if we can get somebody to the right head style, the right flex shaft, the right weight length and lying all these things that they come into play it, they, they all have a little bit of of, of uh, benefits but together it's it's an immense benefit and as we're doing our our uh, lessons with dave and i dave patronic and i when we're doing our lessons there we're, we're kind of evaluating somebody's bag as they're, as they're in there too because we want to see if there's uh, uh something holding them back you know what i mean there could be the driver just could be totally unfit for them Right. And so we do that kind of stuff too, you know, it, they don't know it sometimes, but we're evaluating their bag and make sure that they got the right equipment. Because if somebody's playing that totally wrong uh, uh, set of irons or driver for them, it makes it more difficult for us as, as instructors to, to get them to, to do what we want them to do. How much has uh, Bryson DeChambeau and his videos and challenges that we've seen from him on, on the course <laughs> related to people coming in saying, I want to swing like that. <laughs> I know. I, the good thing is that he swings, he, he swings like a gorilla, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know, we, we don't promote that. It was like, you know, he's, he's an anomaly, you know, like that, it's, it's kind of crazy the way he's uh, increased his club head speed and then like that. Uh, and, you know, he promotes the, the one length irons, which is, you know, for us has always kind of been a challenge. It, it has been a real big demand for that. And, uh, and we, we try to explain to people that the, the one-length irons that he plays is, uh, for him, they're totally different than you're going to get the set off the wall. But he has a club head speed that kind of can, can realize different yardages. What we find with the single-length irons is that the, uh, you know, the long irons don't go, go far enough and the short irons go too, too far. So there's not enough gapping in that. Yeah. So we've had a few people ask about that stuff. So we, we're kind of, we kind of discourage that, you know, we try to get them in a, in a traditional set of irons. Absolutely. Pat Phillips with us, the PGA pro last thing for you, Pat, what it, I know every company every year has their, their new equipment and new line of clubs and, and drivers and wedges and, and putters. Is there a trend for 2021 this year that you're seeing from companies across the board or what's kind of the buzz of, of, or the trend of this year equipment wise? Well, they're all pretty equal right now. You know, I mean, as, as everybody's after as drivers, especially everybody's after the, the, the distance market, you know, yeah. and um, 
it, it was it was really pretty even between uh, you know uh, Callaway, uh, Ping, and, and TaylorMade last month when we were looking at. They were neck and neck as far as driver sales. Yeah. Um, Irons is kind of all over the board. You know, it depends. There's there's such a wide variety of, of looks and, and and styles of irons, so it's kind of hard to hard to, to tell that too. But uh, you know, the big ones that like the Callaway, the Mizuno irons, uh, and the TaylorMade irons seem to be kind of be winning out over over anything else so far. Yeah. The uh, the number to contact Pat or Dave or Kevin or Donna over at the shop six three two three zero two one. Uh, also, woods to wedges buffalo.com is the website. So uh, we'll be joined by Pat and uh, some of the other guys there throughout the year here as uh, Woods to Wedges, again, a, a par- proud presenting sponsor here on Tee to Green. Pat, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate the insight and uh, good luck with uh, the busy golf season here. <laughs> thanks, Brian. Pleasure to be on. All right. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, custom turf. Michelob Ultra and Jim Beam, and by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned, more Tea to Green coming up. Time now for our Champions Tour Report, brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf apparel. Back here, Tea to Green at Glen Oak Golf Club, Brian Koziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Midas. Champions Tour report time, and there's no official event this week, but last week the Chubb Classic down in Naples, Steve Stricker ended up getting done. 66, 67, 67. He won by one over Robert Carlson. Stricker is playing more this year because he wants to be around the PGA Tour players, but he gets a chance to play on the Champions Tour and uh, picks up a nice win. Uh, speaking of our Champions Tour report, brought to you by Donald Ross, we've got an exciting announcement, Kevin. Yeah, just just tweeted it out from our TD Green account um, at T2G Buffalo, um, and we'll retweet it from our personal accounts. But uh, uh, we've been working on this. Donald Ross has built a store, so you can get the TD Green gear um, that, that they give us uh, and outfit us with. Brian's wearing that great vest. So many people have commented on Love that. Love the vest. That puffer vest. Uh, it's not really a puffer, I wore it but, to the Sabres the other night. Everybody yes. in the press box is like, where'd you get that? That's right. awesome. And it's so warm because it, it's cold in the arena. So they it's make great. really high-end, yeah. super yeah, there's, nice stuff. Yes. You know, the world's finest golf apparel. You are. It is the world's finest golf apparel. It will last you forever. It'll look good. Uh, your wife will say, hey, wow, that, that shirt looks good. That pullover looks good. Um, so they're at DonaldRoss.com slash T2G-shop. Again, tweet it out, the link there. But you can go and get it, um, and the prices are a little discounted from uh, normal retail, so they're giving you a little bit of a break there. But make sure you, you click on the logo option. They'll put it on the left chest for you uh, when you order. Yeah. From Donald Ross. And then you look really good. And it'll, I'm telling you, it'll yeah. last forever and, and stay in great shape. Super so, high-quality stuff. Yeah, it's high-quality stuff, and, uh, you know, it, it's priced that way, but it's priced that way for a reason because everybody's going to compliment you on it, and it's going to last forever. That's right. Time now for our Ryder Cup report brought to you by the Jumpa Agency, Main Street and Clarence. Uh, the top guys in the on the United States side, as we look at the Ryder Cup standings, not playing this week, DJ, DeChambeau, JT. Morikawa is playing. He's fourth in the standings. He's teamed up with Matthew Wolf. Shoffley is playing. Cut, though, by the way. That's right. He's yeah. out. Uh, Shoffley is playing with Cantlay. Shoffley's fifth. Um, Patrick Cantlay's down in 13th, so he's looking to earn some points. Uh, Tony Finau is playing this week. He's eighth. He's also trying to get himself into that automatic I like top Fien- six. I like Finau to make the team. Hopefully he'll get in the top six. Well, with Kepka not playing at six, he's probably just going to, because of his yeah, injury, he's going to fall. Could I, be a shot for Finau to get in there. I think Finau's a pick. 
I'd pick him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and everybody loves him. Yeah. That helps too. Everybody loves right? him. The guy hits the ball a mile. Um, he can make a ton of birdies. Like that's what we're talking about in in those sort of events. That's right. Okay, a few more minutes here from Glen Oak Golf Club. A uh, couple of things I want to get your thoughts on here. Let's start with this week. The PGA Tour announces that they're going to be paying golfers bonuses, Kevin, based upon essentially their brand. Their how much are, rating? Yeah. Yeah. How much? Yeah. Are, then they're going to have ratings based upon their social media activity, uh, you know, popularity, uh, other things, endorsements, TVs, commercials, all that sort of stuff. Essentially, the player's brand. How much is it worth? They're going to have a rating and pay on that. What do you think? Well, I, I think uh, well, two things. Uh, number one, um, I, I think it is a good idea to get more golfers engaged on social media to help promote the PGA Tour, right? I mean, it's about eyeballs, and the eyeballs are in different spots now. Uh, it's not just watching on uh, NBC or CBS this afternoon or listening on PGA Tour radio. Plug. Hint, hint. Um, but, you know, there's uh, other channels with that. So I, I think we'll get more people uh, engaged. I, I think ultimately people will check out these golfers um, on Instagram and stuff based on their success or what they're able to do. Um, so it'll be interesting. I also think, you know, there, there's still talk of that Premier Golf League. Um, well, at this over, week, the o- Super overseas. League talk with soccer. Right. I wonder if that kind of, you know, was Absolutely. another reason. Like, hey, we're pushing this out. We don't want to have any sort of other league yeah. come over and form away from the PGA I Tour. I think it's also a way to, you know, make sure that guys are on their best behavior, too. Like, you don't see guys slamming clubs or, sure. or tweeting out stupid stuff that'll tarnish the brand of the PGA Tour. Great point, Tour. yeah. Excellent, yep. Good I, you know, on that. listen. I, you know, if there if there's more money for players to earn, uh, what player is going to be against that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tiger Woods update. He tweeted out a. Or, I'm sorry. He put out a photo on Instagram with him and his dog, and he says, uh, "You know, I've got. I've uh, my course is coming along. His he's working on a course in his house. <laughs> he's like, and they tore up tore up yeah, the I original course. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. Says, my course is coming along faster than I am. Picture of him smiling in crutches with the big. Uh, boot on uh, his right leg uh, but he says it's nice to have a faithful rehab partner man's best friend his dog is there but uh, woods who's now 45 suffered you know huge fractures yeah. to his upper and lower sections of his right leg um, in that crash back on february 23rd but a smiling tiger good to see he's on crutches and we all uh, want to know how his, his back dog. is doing man like right i mean we're still wondering about the back because he's still recovering from that yeah he's got a long road ahead yeah. of him i have a feeling that's right uh, next thing I want to get to. We're all rooting for him, by the way. Yeah, everybody right? wants to. Yeah, senior oh, tour. Definitely. Uh, Brad Faxon this week, another golfer coming out saying that they should be banning the anchoring of the arm lock putting system. We talked a little bit about it this past week. DeShambo uses it. Simpson uses it. Bradley uses it. Kucher a little as well. Jeff, you gave us your thoughts last week on this, too. Yeah, and I think the good putters don't want people to use it because you're a good putter. And if you're a struggling putter, you're looking for any any help you can get. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it. You know, it's not anchored, so it's just it's just an adaption that people have made. I don't. I, I think it's a tempest in a teacup. Well, I'll make the same point I made when uh, <clears throat> the anchoring ban went in place. Um, it's available to everybody, right? So for like Billy Horschel has been saying this needs to go. Well, Billy, you can do it if you want, right? So it doesn't nothing says you can't do it, right? So yeah. It's you open know, for everybody. You can change if you want or right. keep putting the way I, you normally put. I, I, don't, I don't sit there and think DeShambo, Kucher, Bradley, Simpson are, are winning because of their putting. I don't think it gives so, like, them I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think of that. So I guess I, I, have, you tried, have you tried it? I have not. I've tried it. Uh, I, have a, uh, I don't have a longer, a longer putter. I have a longer yeah. putter in the basement. And I used to have a, a, a belly putter, too, to work with. It's hard. Yeah. How much work they put in to be able to putt like that. I'm, we're talking 
hours upon hours upon hours to get used to it, yep. to feel. Last thing, how about this? A group is playing at San Diego's Madeiras Golf Club, but they only got 17 holes in. Why? Well, they got up to the seventh hole, and uh, according to uh, Victor Lopez, who was in the group, he had tweeted out a picture. He said there was a camera crew there. They went up to the tee box, and they told him they couldn't play the hole. They were a little bothered until Phil Mickelson came over. Mickelson was there filming an ad on the seventh hole there at this course in San Diego. And for the troubles, he said, guys, I'm going to need you to skip hole seven because we're filming a commercial here. For his troubles, what did he do? He pulled out three hundos and gave them 100 each for the three. Signed it, yeah. And they, they held up a picture holding up the $100 nice. bill. I'd skip a lot of holes for 100 Yeah. yeah. You know, we, 18 we, times 100 Yeah, I, I'm up for that. Uh, when we film on TD Green, uh, the TV special, we sometimes ask folks to skip holes, but I don't hand out hundos. Singles. And I don't sign them. <laughs> and Casey Middlestap. Devalues the dollar. Casey Middlestap, by the way, this week. Yes. We didn't get a chance to play the clip, but he says he's a great golfer. He says his handicap 0.0. Yeah, he should have just said I'm scratch or I play pretty good. Well, yeah. that's what. Yeah, that's right. Howard, he's, he's not that good. He, he would have said yeah. scratch. Howard yeah. said he goes, "Are you a scratch golfer?" And he goes, "Well, yeah, my handicap zero point yeah. zero. So Casey Middlestat, insert your joke we, about Sabers having yeah. time to play. Golf. I do know we this: know. the only thing Howard does when he golf is scratches. Right? He's not very good. Howard. Sorry. Howard's getting better from what I've been told. Okay. He's an that's athlete. Awesome. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, he's not. That's right. <laughs> Have you seen his footwear? All right. Not here we close. go. We got to go. We got to go. Thank you uh, to Tim and Anthony here at Glen Oak. For everybody, uh, for as always, the warm welcome. Jeff Metis, have a great week. Kevin Sylvester, have a great week. And uh, Corey Griswold, thank you back in our Amherst studios. I'm Brian Colzio. We'll have the entire show up on our on-demand audio section. We'll tweet it out as well uh, at WGR550.com. Thanks to everybody here at Glen Oak. For Jeff, Kevin, and Corey back in our studios, I'm Brian Colzio. Tea to Green, every Saturday right here on WGR. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club.